We're going to get into a conversation now about Bill C-18. This one is controversial at best. Uh, This is new federal legislation that will force tech giants to pay publishers for news that they share through their services. So Google and Meta have said that they are going to block Canadian news from their platforms in response to this going through. So there is a lot of concern about what this is going to mean for Canadian news, for Canadian journalism, and whether or not this is actually something that's going to work. This attempt by the government to push back against some of these giants, these social media giants. So let's get into it right now with our guest, who's a professor of journalism at the University of British Columbia, Dr. Alfred Hermida. Dr. Hermida, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Good afternoon, Chelsea. This has been a conversation that's been ongoing now for for months, uh, but let's just try to catch everyone up here. What what Bill C-18 is really intending to do? Can you expand on that? So the Liberal government's been working on various schemes to try to support the media. That's going through declining advertising, job cuts, uh, audiences going to social media, these kind of trends we've seen over the last decade and more. And Bill C-18 is saying, well, Google and Meta, Facebook, have a near monopoly on the advertising market. They take links from, from uh, news organizations, from news media, from um, broadcasters, um, and we want them to pay for that. So it's a way of the, the government saying to Facebook and to Google, we want you to share some of your revenues with the news industry. Mm-hmm. But it's being met with a lot of controversy and concern about how this is really going to work. You wrote an article for theconversation.com and you asked the question, what's at stake? So can you help define that? What is really at stake here? Well, for me, what's at stake here is how ordinary Canadians get the news. Um, This is really a fight between the government trying to regulate the platforms, the platforms resisting government regulation, and the news industry desperate for any form of subsidy and support they can get from the tech companies that dominate the online world. So in the middle of this are everyday Canadians, uh, and almost half of them rely on social media to get the news. If Google and Facebook go ahead with this, suddenly search results won't pick up news, Facebook won't have any news links to Canadian sources. Suddenly, what what are these Canadians going to do? Where will they find their news then? Because they're used to it coming to them. They're used to it finding it on social media. They're less used to going to a website or, or to go into a specific news source. I think that that's such an important point to emphasize is that Canadians are used to things coming to them. We're we're a society that's really used to convenience. There might not necessarily be something inherently wrong with that, but that's it's a big ask to now assume that Canadians are going to take the other larger step to try to go to these independent sources to gather their news. And so the concerns about misinformation and misunderstanding, it's really it's something that I think we need to take seriously because we're not sure exactly what will then be perpetuated out on social media. We don't know exactly what this is really going to look like, do we? Yeah, and this is the problem with this legislation that I've always argued was flawed from the start. It's there to help the news industry do a better job, provide a better service to Canadians. It's not going to do that. It's going to make it harder Mm -hmm. for news publishers to do this because Google and Facebook are saying, we're not going to give you money for sharing your links on our platforms and driving millions of Canadians to your sto- to your stories. So the Canadian, the everyday Canadian is the one losing out here. 
you know, in, in a sense, I do respect the fact that we're trying to stand up to these big, these giants, these monopolies. But at the same time, what does standing up to them really look like? We're hearing now calls from even the states. U.S. Senator Amy Klobuchar is urging Canada to stay strong. But what does staying strong look like? There's no incentive to pay for Canadian news. Well, and that's part of the issue. Very few Canadians pay for news, and a large chunk of do will pay for a foreign news title, usually the New York Times. Um, so that's the bind we're finding here. I think the problem here is that, yes, the platforms need to be regulated, but also so does the telecoms market, the media market, where you have dominant players like Bell Media, like Shaw Rogers, which all have their news interests as well. So for me, just picking on the tech giants is only part of the problem. It's more how do we address the sort of the concentration of power we have, not just in the tech giants, but also in the telco and media sector. And I'm sure your listeners will be you know, thinking about this when they get their mobile phone bills and they get their internet bills. Where's the competition there? So how can we address a big system to make it fairer for everybody rather than just choosing Google and Facebook because in some ways they're easy targets. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how this affects large media companies versus small startups. Can you elaborate there? So this is one of the flaws in, in this legislation. that um, The Parliament's Parliamentary uh, Budget Office reckons they'll bring in $300 million a year for publishers. But 75% of that would go to large broadcasters like CTV and CBC. So only a quarter would go to newspapers, and virtually none of it would go to local startups, of which there have been almost 150 in the last couple of decades in Canada, including the sprawl in Edmonton. And this is because they're small, they often are relying on you know one or two journalists and a lot of freelancers, and there's very little in this legislation that will help to encourage those startups to grow, or even encourage either veteran journalists who have decided they've had enough of of working in mainstream and want to do their own thing, or the young emerging journalists that I teach at our journalism school at UBC who want to create something new. There's there's nothing here that encourages journalists, be they veteran journalists or new journalists, thinking, how can I improve what Canadians get in terms of news? I want to I want to keep this conversation going because I do have a few more questions for you. I think that this is something really important to to be talking about and really identifying what this could mean for Canadians and for journalism. But we have to take a very short break. So let's come right back into this conversation. Our guest is a professor of journalism at the University of British Columbia, Dr. Alfred Hermida. We're talking about Bill C-18 and the controversy surrounding it. We'll get back to it in three. Talking about Bill C-18 and all the controversy and criticism surrounding it. This is Chelsea on Chad. Glad to have you here at Chad Nation. If you want to weigh in, of course, you can send a text 780-496-0063. Our guest is a professor of journalism at the University of British Columbia, Dr. Alfred Hermida. Dr. Hermida, thank you so much for sticking around on hold. Really appreciate your time today. I'm happy to be here. We've seen similar legislation like this take place. A lot of people reference the fact that Australia did something similar. Can you explain how it worked or didn't work there and how it's maybe different here in Canada? Well, the Canadian Act is, is very much modelled on the Australian approach. And it did something similar, saying pass the law to force Google and Facebook to pay uh, for the news. Now, what happened there is they passed the law but they haven't actually used it. Um, To use it, the minister would have to say, Google, Facebook, pay for news. That hasn't happened. So the law exists, but it hasn't been used. Mm -hmm. And so what's happened in Australia, it's left Google and Facebook to make their own deals. Uh, Essentially, they're picking their winners and losers. 
and Google has made a bunch of deals. Facebook has made fewer losers, fewer, fewer deals. And you get uh, what's happening in this discrepancy where Google and Facebook get to decide who they want to support and how much they give them. And none of this is, is out in the public. So in Australia, we don't know how much money one news network is getting compared to another or why one news publisher is getting money from Google but not from Facebook. Mm. So it hasn't, it hasn't really worked. It was, it was intended to, to level the playing field, spread some of the wealth of the platforms, help the journalism industry for its financial crisis. And it's simply not working like that in Australia. When it comes to Canada here, we've heard the Liberal government say that if these these media giants don't pay for news, then they're going to ensure newsrooms have the resources they need to continue their work. Is that is that a fair safety net or is that problematic? Well, there's two questions here. One is the fact that um, most news publishers get tens of thousands of visitors from Google and from Facebook. There's one uh, local news network in Ontario that's reckoned they, they would lose half of their traffic if, if um, suddenly Google and Facebook went through with this, with this threat. So overnight, they could lose half of their visitors. So that's going to be a problem. The other problem is that you know, Google and Facebook have both given millions of dollars to the industry in Canada, either through supporting local reporters um, in partnership with the Canadian press or by directly paying publishers for their content. So Google has a scheme where it pays news publishers to feature their stories on its website. That money could also be gone. Now, the question is, would you, do you and I feel comfortable saying that the government should come in and replace the money that Google and Facebook were providing? Um, again, it's, it's a hard sell. Mm-hmm. Because already the, the, the Liberal government's already provided $600 million in the last five years to fund journalism organisations. Um, and yes, we can say whether you agree with it or not, there's a history of government subsidizing media through different things. But do we, you know, the amount of money that's going to be lost, um, it's hard to reconcile that with saying, well, if they expected Google and Facebook to give $300 million a year to news publishers, is Ottawa going to do that? Are they going to step in and, and give $300 million a year? the news industry seems a really hard sell. And then what sort of mistrust or misunderstanding does that create? Because we've seen instances of that before where, you know, people see that there might be a portion of media that could be government funded and it creates a lot of skepticism and a lot of concerns about a potential slant, whether that exists for real or really it doesn't. Um, But it, it does, I think, raise an interesting question about the way the Canadians perceive their news sources. And this whole conversation, I think, really does do that. So what do you think happens in in six months when this goes through or a year or five years from now? What does the Canadian journalism and, and news landscape really look like? Well, this idea of you know, who the government's giving money to, you know, if, if it's any uh, consolation, pretty much everybody has taken money from the media, from the Toronto Star, to, from, from the government from the Toronto Star, to Post Media, publishers of National Post. So in some ways, there's very few news publishers that have said no to free money from the government, both from the left, from the right, and from the centre. But really, we're heading for this showdown between Google and Facebook saying, we're drawing the line here, we don't want to have to pay for news, especially when this news is being posted by the news organisations themselves, or by their readers wanting to share 
the news with other people. Um, the news industry really has been caught by surprise here because this is intended to support them. And the way it's looking is they're going to be the losers. Mm. And if they lose out, that means ordinary Canadians lose out. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hermita, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon and for sharing your thoughts on this. Really appreciate it. Of course, take care. That's Dr. Alfred Hermida, professor of journalism at the University of British Columbia, talking about Bill C-18 and critical of this new legislation in the wake of this tech giant pushback.